welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're always open, always serving hot, fresh food. Ramon, happy Wednesday to you. Oh, my brother. We are here, and I feel like you are a happier person on this Wednesday, man. Tell Tell me why. I tell you why, because I just go back and forth to Latrobe and, and going out there today in particular and seeing a full practice yeah. and seeing a quarterback battle take place unlike <laughs> every snap, at least according to the crowd. Uh, true story. Mitch Trubisky throws a couple of incomplete passes and some dude in the bleachers behind me, you know, where the, yeah. the field bleachers yells out, Put Pickett in. Oh, had a practice. <laughs> See, this is what happens. This is what happens in training camp. And let, I know we're about to talk about them, but let's go here too. That is also DK. The beauty of what Stiller training is. camp is. It's the chirping, it's the fans, it's the the interaction of big play, it's the interaction of man, I don't know how we feel this year. It is about as raw as you can get as far as the fans' evaluation of what's happening in practice. Am I right? And you are right. And it was only a few minutes later that Trubisky drops back (laughs) and lets a ball fly. Like, I'm talking minimum 40 yards in the air. Oh, and wow. I'm on a sideline. I'm talking to our producer, Eddie. And I go, I, I like bump Eddie's shoulder like this. And I go. <laughs> like it's a, like it's a meteor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and Eddie, and Eddie looks up and we go, and he goes, Oh no. <sighs> oh no. And guess who's at the other end. Tell of this me. Glorious rainbow. No, 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 no. You tell me. Tell me. I saw it on Twitter. It's George. <laughs> Pickens, what an old school name, and clearly what an old school play, man. For a young kid in the 2000s to be named George, okay? For him to be named George, he had to grow up being a dog, and it's clear. Okay? <laughs> not, not bulldog, he means. No. That would eventually happen as well. Yeah. Oh, but it's just like the name Herbert or Herb. Like it's one of those type names. Like he has an older bulldog. name. It's like a young girl now being named Barbara. And my mother-in-law name is Barbara. So I'm not crapping on Barbara's here, but you better be a tough soul with a name like George. And I feel like today he proved it. I saw clips from fans that put it out there and not just this you said a 40 yard bomb in the air i don't know if it was 40 i don't know if it was 45 but everybody that i saw as far as george pickens been trending on twitter a little bit today said it was a 40 plus drop ball and he made a miraculous catch that was just like this kid can play ball and from day one dk we pretty much said if he's healthy if he controls his attitude yeah his his ceiling is is does he have one? Well, I'm going to tell you about a play that got no attention from anybody today. And it mm-hmm. was a little bit before that. Uh, it was a pass. Boy, you know what? I don't remember which of the quarterbacks it was from. It doesn't matter for this purpose, but it was <laughs> pretty well over his head. Yeah. It was about, I don't know, 15 yards, a little bit to the right. And he went up for this ball. Yeah, Mona, I, I told you about this when I called you I from saw the campus. It. You yeah. saw it? Yeah, I did he see it. He had no business having his hands on his ball. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. He goes way back, like like plastic man. Yeah, he's reaching like you. You think his torso is going to get ripped apart, yeah. and he comes down, and the crowd is going berserk. 
Mm-hmm. He onto the ball. Yeah. Now, what you might not have seen was how upset he was about this. I did see that too. You, it, was, starts, it was out there. Yep. He took, his, he took his hand and he's slamming the grass yeah. down and he's really upset. And the rest of the wide receivers that are on the sideline are kind of looking at him like, yeah. you know, yeah, what are you doing, George? Yeah. But yeah. He, he thought he should have had that ball. I don't think he should have even been in the same solar system as that ball. <laughs> well, well, number one is his athletic ability. And there was a few other clips out there, two of them. And I, it, it'd be a shame if the Steelers don't post one or two or three or four of those near misses or catches that he had. I saw a back shoulder that he had also. But the one that you're speaking of where his body just kind of torqued in the air, he hit the ground and the ball comes out. Just that body control from a young guy like that. And I'll say this too. He's ambitious as hell. We can say that, right? The fact that, look, whatever's in the air by him, he's going up for. And he doesn't mind that. And and, and, and this is a good thing, too, for the quarterbacks that are throwing to him, knowing that, look, if you're in that vicinity of him, uh, then he probably has a good chance of catching the ball. That right there, DK, to me, is a very unique skill set. You remember when ESPN was doing the sports science stuff, and they have mm-hmm. the guys on the landing mat, and they're talking about he has a – 25 foot catch radius around his body because of his arms and right. like that's that's kind of what George Pickens is kind of displaying for people man but uh, coach Tomlin probably talks to him tonight and say hey look the ground you don't necessarily have to be there all the time I need you more up than down this is a camp setting I don't need bodies on the floor and he's going to learn from it but it'll be in the challenging type of attitude DK to where it's look I love this passion I love what you're doing but we also need you day one when the season starts and opens up a little bit too so I'm excited to see more of that how he controls his body and the fact that you actually brought the fact that he's using his hands to catch and not just that but acrobatically catching these type of balls, DK. And the one thing that we needed more of, and we spoke about this, DK, a few episodes, maybe a couple weeks ago, is the deep ball threat, whether it's Chase or whether it's him or the fact that, look, you got to keep the defense honest. Yeah. You got got to at least let them respect the threat. You know, even if you only, you know, bat 250 on those or whatever it is, they've got to at least recognize that you can do it. Uh, I'll say this too. This is a little bit of a subtext to this, but the guys, and it's plural, who mm-hmm. benefited from Deontay Johnson not participating in the workouts, mm-hmm. presumably because he feels like he's worth uh, some long-term extension. Right. He just well, as soon as it became team drills, a lot like TJ Watt last summer, except that he's not TJ. And he, you put him over. He went and just kind of stood over on his own, um, just caught passes you know played catch with a staff on his tools <laughs> well guess who was working on his position it was pickens yeah rotating with calvin austin and by the way calvin austin made some plays too yeah so man. you know opportunity as they say right you know i know it knocks man and you better answer it those two young guys that you just missed, mentioned though calvin austin just specifically because they're new they're young and we're learning them uh it's exciting because those two guys were catchers in, 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 in college. Those who guys play big roles for their teams. And those who guys, if you talk to them, you know they have a lot to prove. And they enjoy football. And that's the beauty of where we are right now, DK. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I said all along that the most interesting competition, the most dynamic competition in camp was not going to be at quarterback. Yeah. It was always, always going to be at wide receiver. And now with one competitor willingly taking him himself out of the picture, 
even if it's just momentarily. Yeah, wow. Here we go, as they say. When we come back, more from Ken. Foster show, and no, we weren't going to avoid the quarterbacks, right, Moan? Yeah. Someone threw that 40-plus yard pass, and it was Mitch, and it was a beauty. Uh, Kenny Pickett had his share of oohs and ahs from the crowd. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph was making his plays, too. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he just looks like Mason. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just we've seen so much of him, including in practice settings, that there's nothing you see where you're going to go, hmm, let me evaluate Mason Rudolph yeah. further. You already know, right? Yeah. But what do you think of Mike Tomlin's approach in general? He's, he's had something of a sense of humor about this, where he just says <laughs> after every one of these things, no, we haven't named a quarterback. We're going to – how did he put it today? Uh, Crawl. Well, we're, oh. This is gonna be a crawl. Yeah, man. That's that's Coach Tomlin. It, it just is. He he's gonna try not to show his hand. But DK, you're gonna be there. The fans are gonna be there. Twitter is gonna talk about it. Everybody's gonna talk about it because it's really gonna break down to reps in practice. You know, and, and I know they're gonna try to keep it as fair as they possibly can. But at some point, not this week, middle of next week potentially, DK, they got to get to a point in which the guy who's gonna beat Numero Uno has to start getting more reps in preparation. And I'll say this: not just for the preseason game, for the opening weekend. Like that's a part of this process too. Is we're gonna do enough of the baseline stuff to get us acclimated to get us ready for the season i want to see who's tough they're going to do that dk there's going to be a lot of physicality on that first day of practice there's going to be a ton of install the next few days as far as getting guys ready to so that they can mentally be prepared for what's next as far as practice and then when you get settled in it you got you know friday night lights and you pass all that by guess what's next dk a little bit of prep man a little bit of let's start getting ready for what actually matters, and that's the regular season. And that's what's so exciting about the Steelers having training camp open at St. Vincent College. Like, you can actually see the process of it if you know what you're looking at. And Coach Tomlin saying that to you all, to us, is going to be a turtle pace. I feel him, and that's because he's not ready to ver- to, to openly say who's going to be the guy. I, me, personally, I think it's it's going to be Mitch, man. And, and, and that's just simply because he's rolling first, uh, even though the reps are pretty much spread out evenly amongst the guys, except for, you know, the young guy. Um, but this is this is the way he's gonna operate it, DK. Wow. Um, and I'm not I'm not mad at it. It's just that I'll say this, even after the first day, I see a lot of just anti-Mason stuff, and I'm just like, hey, it's, it's it is what it is, you know. He's still wearing your favorite team's uniform, you know? Yeah, he is, man. Uh, As long as we're going through hierarchies here, I already mentioned that uh, Deontay's reps were taken by a split of of Calvin Calvin. Austin and and George Pickens. Chase Claypool lined up almost entirely at the slot position, which is something that's been anticipated, but now it did play out. And as Mike Tomlin was telling us yesterday, uh, he sees the slot position the same way most offensive coordinators do right now, which is there's no rules for it. Yeah. It's not just this guy is only going to do this. Uh, you can do anything from in there. Uh, also of note to Ramon Foster would be that you. <laughs> Kevin Dotson yep. got the starting the first team reps at left guard ahead of Kendrick Green. Now that surprises me not at all. 
But at the same time, you know, it, it kind of lets you know what they really think about green, you know? Yeah, they, they do. And, and it's no, it's really not bad on him, except for the fact that he might have just played a little bit earlier. He may have actually taken that number 53 and it, it people have memories of that jersey. And can we be real about that, DK? Like, you came in, look similar to what Marquise was and you know they kind of compare you to him and then you fall short of it and now you got to fight yourself out of that stereotype that you know was kind of left on you last year it wasn't a bad year for Kendrick I just need to say that too it wasn't bad he just wasn't ready for what the NFL was holistically it wasn't just you know I'm gonna get in here and play you are under you know you're, you're playing in the AFC uh North it's very physical. Guys are going to try to expose you. Who's the new young guy? Oh, it's Kendrick. Let's go after him. The thing that was disappointing, I think, more than both of those was, was the fact that Kevin Dawson kind of, you know, took a step back last year. That, to me, is a bigger story than, than, than Kendrick Green, if we're being real about it. Because here's a guy that we saw, man, look strong. He shows his, you know, his, 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 his growth and, and just strength on social media. You, you hear all these things about him. And he kind of fell back a little bit last year. That, to me, is the biggest story of the two. So to see him starting number one, and again, I brought this up to you, I think, yesterday, DK. Look, whoever the guy is going to be is going to get their shot. Like, day in and day out. If it's not Cam Daly, it's going to be Tyson. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of the Adams brothers. It's going to be Henry. It's going to be somebody that's going to give them work. And not only that, want to do it to him, too, DK. This is a... Let's be real, like a make-or-break starting position spot or year for uh, Kevin Dotson. It it just is, man, because if he loses out to a younger guy that they drafted higher than him, that could mean you're going to end up being a career backup on another team somewhere. That's the business of the NFL. And just to round out what I saw out in Latrobe to complete the depth chart on the other side of the football, uh, the – Guys who were out there who would have surprised you were only out there because somebody else was missing. For example, mm-hmm. uh, DeMonte Casey, Casey was out there uh, yeah. instead of Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, of course, because Minka's on NFI. Bicycle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and with no Larry Ogunjobi out there, Chris Wormley was on the field. Yeah. Uh, so there was nothing really unusual. Oh, I, I mean, I guess I should bring up Cam Sutton operating on the inside and in, in, yeah. in a slot which i am really happy about i re- i mean no offense to cam and the work he did outside i'm glad he did it glad he wanted to do it but yeah. man is he good on the inside just shows versatility more than anything right but i i almost feel like he's more comfortable inside dk and i'll say this too especially if they have guys like chase in the uh chase claypool in the slot position right too. that means yes. a lot so that's a great preparation for what's to come down the line during the regular season yeah you you don't just put your leftovers on the inside anymore that's just not no. how it works now when we come back the only segment that matters hey mom Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. The only segment that matters is the Hey Moan segment. And today's comes from Nick Whiteyaz, who says, Hey Moan, with the return to St. Vincent, I keep hearing about how the Steelers' culture is different from that of other NFL teams. You hear the word family thrown around a lot, uh, starting with the Rooney family and then the locker room and the meeting rooms. And Ryan Clark and Mike Tomlin talked about it in their sit-down. 
I'm wondering if there might be any kind of shadow or negative side to it. In your experience, did you ever sense that the team was getting too comfortable or too complacent? Can the relationships within the team become more important than the outcome? Well, Mona, you thought all these were going to be easy, right? I did. Any negativity <laughs> around camp, man? Well, he, I uh, think, I, to, not to speak for Nick here, but I think I got that what he was asking is if, if you guys are all so chummy and so close, can it kind of work against you in a way where there might be a lack of accountability, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, you're thinking about, you know, tabloid type stuff. I feel like when you ask that type of question, not that you're asking that, but that's what I think in the sense that, uh, no, St. St. Vincent hasn't ever been that. Like I've seen guys, you speak about, you know, just being too chummy, Football is hard, and then you got to do it every single day, and you got to repeat it, and you got to see this ugly dude across from you every single day. Like, there is a lot of that going on. There is, like, it's about as raw as you ever get being in those settings, too. Like, I've gotten into fight with guys. I've seen other guys get into fight with guys, and it forces you, honestly, to be a good human being. That's what I think it is more than anything, because I can't DK fight you. This is what it means. I can't fight you one day and then walk right past you going into dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to uh, see you in the team you've meeting gotta, room. You've got to hash it out. It's I got to. Yes. Like, I, everybody remember the A.B. and Ike uh, fight. Remember? You remember how ugly that got? Like, that was one of the ugly ones that we've had. And any other person walk away or they'll carry that beef somewhere else. No, they were forced to see each other. They were forced to dap that up. If I'm not mistaken, they got together the next day on the field and kind of said, yo, this is done. And not just that, the fact that you have a situation like that, whether it was me versus somebody, whether it was Marquise fighting somebody, if it was Dave jumping on the pile, I'm just naming guys, or you're not just thinking I'm pointing out, you know, A, B, or Ike situation. This happened to multiple people in camp to where it's, look, I know I had a teammate that was going to hold me accountable like, Mo, y'all got to work this thing out, even if I didn't want to. Because truthfully, you're going to be teammates, those guys that get in those type of situations like that. You're going to have to see them again the next day, whether at dinner, whether in a meeting. And this is the other part of it, too, whether at chapel. <laughs> like, There's a lot of guys that, that do a lot of stuff together to where you're forced to be that way. And this is the most awkward part of it all if you don't. If you become too chummy, you're not able to hash stuff out. Guess what happens on game day? You become real teammates when you all put on the same colors, when you all travel on the team plane, when you all got to look at each other and say, hey, it's us versus them. That's why it's not too chummy. It's probably about as raw as you're going to get as far as just, I'd say again, being a good human being, not letting stuff lie and just get away from one another or where to handle itself. No, that's not camp, man. When we have Dan Moore on the show, and I know he said he's going to come on. Yes, indeed. Uh, one subject that has to come up <laughs> is the the remark that he made to me. This was back at minicamp about how he'll know, he will know mm-hmm. as the starting left tackle, that the rest of the offensive line is starting to come together when they feel that comfort level as noticing that a guy kind of moped his way in through the parking lot and then later messed up something. And finally you have to call him out, whether you're a rookie, whether you're the veteran or whatever and say, Hey, Hey, where are you, man? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. That's, that's the rawness of camp camp. So no, 
it does bring you closer. It does create a, it's, it's really its own little world, little universe. If I can be honest with you, if that's what you think it is, but DK, you know, I say this all the time, as hard as football is, it really has to be that way. Cause nobody really understands your pains, the injuries, the heartache, the blood, the sweat, like coming together as a team. Like that's what football and camp does for you. So I got a little, uh, what do you want to call it right there? Just, uh, I was philosophizing a little, philosophizing a little bit, but it is what it is. I, I love what camp brings out of people too. So call me a football romantic, I guess. All I want to know, and we should devote the entire episode tomorrow is who was the ugly guy across from you in that analogy that you were drawing? You said the same <laughs> ugly face across from you. Do you really want to stir up trouble? with cam hayward because everyone else is seeing how that's going now <laughs> Ooh, i got a call today from somebody yeah uh-huh. like that one right there <laughs> we will have another ramon foster show tomorrow and we're probably not going to talk about that no, we're not. <laughs>